All right, it's another episode of the Pin High Podcast, which is really golficity. We're going to be talking about John Rahm's first major win. I feel like it's crazy that he's actually like 26 years old and has a kid and has a family, and now he's doing this. Um, and we're also going to be talking about the fifth major, right? The Travelers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's get into it. Kind of weird to have back-to-back majors. Yeah, I know, right? It's kind of a weird scheduling quirk. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. We were like, what if they had all the majors in one month and you know, it's starting to come true? It's true. It's, it's back-to-back. This is this is the this is the dream. Has there ever been another uh, tournament in Connecticut besides the Travelers? Um, I, I, would, might have been. I would assume probably well, not. I think the... Mm-hmm. I think the U.S. I don't. I saw it on the broadcast on Sunday. Oh yes, yesterday. Brooklawn is hosting the U.S. Brooklawn, which Brooklawn is crazy. Is, I almost yes, worked there. The women's U.S. Women's Senior Open. I didn't even that know they were like hard. I didn't know they were. It was like, like that good of a cl- club. I think. I think it is very very nice. It must from be. What I've heard. I think it's hosted a bunch of stuff too, like more Connecticut, like CSJ. I know, stuff, but like. But, the, I mean, I guess the U.S. Senior Women's U.S. Senior Open Women's like Open still, deal, but like it's, it was on yeah, like the it's telecast. Still a big deal. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was like it was Brooklyn, and I shot. I made zero pars and shot fifty-five there or something like that. The one time I what? played. <laughs> what was that? I, I'm. It was in high school. We played a match. It was like forty degrees and raining. We played a match. And I think I made four birdies and like three triples, and then it was just it was a shit show. Well, we might as well get inside the ropes. John Rom. I mean, I'm not going to say I called it because it's like we had yet beaten the bookie out there to uh, like crowning himself for, for picking John Rom to win. I'm not going to do the same to myself. Everyone. I, pe- I picked everyone him. thought it was this week. I picked him. He was plus 1050. He was the favorite. Granted, a win is a win. That's that's what I will say. Oh, it is. It I mean, is. yeah, I think it's we been, are. And Patrick Pat needed it too. Yeah, Pat I did. Really needed it. It's my first skin. Back in the skins race in twenty four weeks, I believe. And of all of all weeks to win, you won. You went in a week where there was just one skin available. Is that my well. first? Because did we start that like twenty twenty one? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So my first skin of twenty twenty one is June. So. Whichever. I think we're actually four of six in picking winners and majors. I think the only ones we didn't have were Phil, obviously. And DJ at the Masters because we just didn't want to pick him because yeah, it's crazy. Trev someone, had a Hideki Matsuyama. Yeah, you, you did. had Matsuyama on your DraftKings. Oh, that's uh, <laughs> awesome. I forgot. Also, <laughs> I mean, if you want to count it as another major, it isn't. But last year at the Charles Schwab, it was like the first tournament back from COVID, so it was a big deal. Trev randomly had Seventh Daniel major? Berger. Sure, <laughs> I did. I did have Daniel Berger. That you had was, Daniel that Berger. Was an awesome pick. And Daniel Berger yeah, was like. Fine. That was like the beginning of his comeback. Like he was kind yeah, of. It was the like, first term he came back in, and he, yeah. he won. We went Daniel Berger, awesome. Webb Simpson, back to back, right off the COVID break. We did. Yeah, that we was did. weird. I about that. Yeah, that's what that was a long time ago. But anyway, I mean, we should talk about John Rom. I mean, going into the going into the day, you kind of had to imagine anyone at one under, maybe even even. I was saying. Like had a, had a chance to win, and then 
I think one under was the for me was the like because nobody had gone below sixty seven. Well, I was week. looking at I was looking at like Paul Casey, um, like at even, and I was like, because I was saying like one under, I was like talking to my dad. I was like, I think anyone at one under, then I saw Paul, Paul Casey. I was like, maybe even has a chance, um, but like more cow was at one under, and he was in it at one point. Um, he kind of blew well, we can, it. We can, we, we can go, go into that. We can go in, we can go into that later. I feel like like we can go in all the players. Like the amount the leaderboard was crazy at one point. It was there was Rory, Bryson, Brooks, Ron. It might have been one of the Henley, best. Even, even to a certain extent, it was like DJ at one point. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. DJ Morikawa. Uh, I took a picture at one point because we my family paused it before we went to dinner. So I took a picture of where I paused it, and it was. Um, I'm trying to find it right now. But the leaderboard when I took the picture was it was crazy. It was Rory, Bryson, DeChambeau, Henley, Rom, Morikawa, Wolf, Casey, Hughes, Kepka, Xander's right below that. JT was at that point, I think, right below that. It was it was tons and tons of big names at the top of the leaderboard, which is so fun to watch. Always once again for the second straight major, we have nailed the winning score at six under. We have. It was six hundred last that they're the PGA, right? Two. Uh, uh, I think it was four. Or it might have been. I forget. I think it was six. Yeah, I said four last week. You said six last week. So we were we were on it. We were. I would have said. I would have said six for the record too. Just okay. Sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. But it was. It was actually pretty incredible. I feel like the reason. One of the reasons I picked John Rom to win. And one of the reasons he thinks he won was because of his like positive attitude after the COVID like like thing at uh, at the memorial. He like We're wasn't lie about that. Yeah, he wasn't pissy about it. He was he was just like he agreed with like the ruling. He was like, yeah, I couldn't play. Like that's the rules. Like blah blah blah. And he's and he's talking about like you know good karma and how he just didn't overreact. And he knew that something big was coming. And lo and behold. Wins the U.S. Open first major. It's crazy that's his first major because I feel like he's been so many. It is. I mean, yeah. I mean, just the factors. Like, think about he, that. He has a ton of factors. He had a ton of factors going for him. I feel like this week, just because, like that you said, like the positive attitude. Like he, been, he's been kind of known as like kind of like losing his temper, mm-hmm. something like that. But he's he maintained a positive attitude. He was playing amazing. Obviously when he came after he just destroyed the Memorial and basically won the tournament. And then he's playing, going to Torrey where he's won his first PGA tour tournament before and played what really well there in the past. So he has good memories there too. It, it, it was the perfect storm for what happened with him with COVID. It was the perfect storm of what could possibly happen. Um, in the golf, and where the tournament was, in the golf tournament, in my opinion. Yeah, and I mean, he, yeah, he he handled the interview afterwards, like just like so perfectly as well, flawlessly. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. just everything he said, Flawless. like, was just like a valid point that, like, actually stuck with me. I feel like, yeah, as opposed to saying like you oh, could tell like, he'd been thinking about like the whole thing oh, a lot yeah. over the past couple of weeks. Like, yeah, he knew, like, yeah, he knew what to say because he'd probably just been like not preparing it, but like those were just like genuine thoughts that he probably had. And yeah, it was pretty cool to see uh, three generations of Roms. I think his dad was, was there as Father's Day. Um, obviously, he, his son, who was born like only a couple weeks ago. I mean, yeah, right before the Masters. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I mean, it was cool to see that. I, I mean, that was yeah, that was crazy. His son is so like small. That yeah. is <laughs> that is a newborn child. 
Yes. Yeah. At the and crazy. She, and he, I guess, is he, he and his wife, or the baby and his wife, were at this, just chilling at the US Open. And then on the range, just chilling with Phil. I saw that. I was like, dude, Phil is so cool. I wish I like, I wish yeah. I was as cool as Phil because I, I couldn't do, I don't know. I just, just like, that's just so weird. Not weird, but like, he's carrying the chair down the stairs yeah. for, uh, I guess, Kelly, the wife's name. It was, it was so, yeah. it was a cool moment. And whatever and that goes the, back to the Arizona State. The, yeah, that uh, goes back the, to the PGA as well. I mean, at the end of the PGA, uh, yeah. who was the first one to greet Phil? It was John Rom. At the end Rahm, of the yeah. US Open, it's weird it's the first to one think Rahm. because you don't think of like of that relationship between them as like as like all that weird because John Rom seems so much older than he is. He carries himself uh, oh, he and is. looks older, and like Phil's like fifty, and John Rom is twenty six, and you wouldn't know it. I feel like. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. Ron, I wonder. Ron plays like veteran, like in the sense he that does. he yeah. and and he feels like a veteran because he feels like he's been he's been around and playing well for forever. And like you said, you're. It feels weird that it's only his first major because you feel like he's like in twenty in ten years. I feel like he'll be the exact same player and play the exact same way, and he might, he might have four majors by then. Like you, we won't we wouldn't be surprised, and it just feels the exact same might feel the and exact same as it was now. mentioned it earlier you were talking about like how his temper has been like a thing in the past and there's plenty mm-hmm. of times where he could have let his temper get the best of him oh, during that round yeah. he made so many up and downs that were oh, just yeah, like yeah. ridiculous and jika t- texted in our group chat at one point he's like john rom keeps getting up and down remember that putt like when yeah when, exactly uh, when he wins, but what was this? That was during the third round, I think. Like he made like four in a row, four par saves in a row that were just like relatively tough, like sliding putts. And I was just like, remember that because like he's in it right now. Like mm-hmm. if he wins, the, and he nobody. Win, that's the reason. It, did, it didn't really seem like we will get into the more player, the players who kind of collapse, but it seemed like he was the only one, along with kind of Louis too. Louis was making putts, but Rom was the only one really making anything on the golf course like even just even saturday as well like all of yesterday ron was making ron buried the first two holes obviously he made the two amazing putts on six 17 18 which were so so cool to watch but mm-hmm. and so tough such tough putts too but he was the only one really consistently making putts and hitting good putts like remember the 12th hole and everyone was blowing it by the hole yeah. uh and they were saying it's more it's less uphill than people think and everyone i mean everyone we watch was blowing it by and rom hit to probably that far away like he exactly. was dialed, like stress-free obviously rom was stress-free and louis was like the complete opposite like he was kind of like bend don't break for for most yeah. of the round i mean he did have a lot of birdie chances early on in the round and he just couldn't buy one he couldn't get those bir- birdie putts to fall and then he did make some very clutch short putts though oh, he did. absolutely i mean as the round went on those birdie putts turned into par putts that he had to make and and they were pretty big and then it kind of just got let down on the the 17th hole i mean he almost well, saved I, himself on the 17th hole he did he did like, you, you there's no excuse like you can great go. shot you cannot go left on your drive. He had no, he so can't, much he space can't, he, on the right side, and he he hooked it left, which that that probably just comes down to the nerves yeah. on the seventy first. No, it, it it does, it does, and like, but also you're no, I completely understand. You cannot, you cannot. The last thing you can do is miss left 
but I also feel like it's hard for him knowing down one. He says, "Yeah, I, I need to birdie one of the final two holes." And like eighteen is like a, it's a birdieable hole. Oh, I mean, he did not <laughs> from from yeah. yeah, he did. But like from from a peep, like obviously you saw Brooks make bogey, which is could should have made par at least, but not it's a, not a guaranteed birdie in that sense, I guess. But yeah, you cannot miss left in that situation at all. That, that was inexcusable. But he did. I mean, Louis. All the putts he made, he went from he made a putt on thirteen, made a putt on sixteen for par after a bad first putt. He get, and he got the lucky break on thirteen without rolling down the hill. That would have been that would have, could have that changed the whole golf tournament as yeah. well. And then seventeen, I think it just it just not as luck, but it just inevitably you're just going to miss one of those putts and it happened to come on the 71st hole of the golf tournament which is i mean i i feel like when you get on 17 like you almost have to have your anti-left swing out there like if you go leave it on rom did all right that rom did that and and he ended up 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 birdieing it yeah he ended ended up burning that that was that was abnormal though i feel like from that situation he does not have birdieing no but guys were doing that all day and that's all louis had to do no, that's that's true. Yeah. I mean, I feel like he needs. Guys to are bailing out, out right all day. Par. If you got to have that hole for par, and you go into the last hole needing a birdie, I mean, 18's a birdieable hole. I mean, he was in the rough. He couldn't. He couldn't get to the. He like couldn't get to the green too, but like he left himself of a pretty easy chip, and and he was able to make the birdie. Mm-hmm. So like it could have gone. Do you think? Do, do you think? I I think this. I think the answer to me is pretty clear. But do you think he should have gone forward on 18 from that line? No. I don't. Pat, no. Okay. I think I think I you would take your chance from hitting a hitting a wedge in from less than a hundred, then potentially something going wrong on on that shot. Because one, I know, I know you like he would much rather have a have a title than or a U.S. Open title than like extra money. But two, you got you got to take that into account. Like you're literally talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars if you just go for it and hit it in the water. Yeah, um, and just yeah, like got to at least finish for, second. For That's second. what my dad said when we were watching. Because no, you don't play for second there, but it's like no, you don't. You're gonna hit it in the water from from there, like most the odds, likely. The odds, I think the I think the odds playing the odds game, the odds of hitting a wedge in from whatever seventy yards away, however much he was, compared to gaining on the green and one putting from. 247 yards i wasn't gonna happen i mean the only thing go just right of water like it wasn't it wasn't gonna happen like the only thing is i think it was you're gonna it was was either gonna end up worse in the rough or in water to have been just end of the turn now i think the odds of him making a bunker shot from the bunker on the right side of the green probably would have been a little bit better than making the wedge from where he was but like you have to get i don't know know from the bunker i don't know if you would have yeah i don't know from the bunker and like you saw brooks from that the the rough over there he he hit it in the bunker and then well then Rama even had to play out right like he it's the same kind of thing it's obviously from there he would have gone for it but from the bunker yeah. he would have gone for the hole instead of what Rom did but it's still it's and Brooks Brooks blew it by it's it's a very dangerous shot it seems it, like it's an unfortunate yeah, situation but it yeah it's what he had to do I mean I, I'm gonna I, say I really it, wanted him to hit the fairway in eighteen See if it got happen. if it got into a playoff. Um, I think the way it was going, I think Rom would have still ended up winning. I think he, I think he would have still won too. But also, I mean, you could have thought, you could have argued that Rom, like those two putts, were is so such a high that who knows he might have come completely back down to earth and just. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just think the power, it. the power advantage, because I think they would have played seven and eighteen two hole aggregate. I just think the power advantage on eighteen would have been 
too much for Louis. Oh no, it, 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 I mean, it would have been, yeah. But unless he hits in the rough, obviously. Yeah. Also, you talk about Rom's fist pumps are electric. Yes, very. They're nice. so much fun. Seventeen and eighteen were so awesome. I, I, when I was seeing him go down the stretch before he even made the putts on seventeen and eighteen, um, I just I was thinking back to the BMW against uh, against DJ mm-hmm. when he made those long putts, and I was like, you know what? He's, I mean, he's got it in him. So, I, like, I don't yeah. doubt that he'll do it. If you if you had to pick like one or two guys to make a long putt on the seventy second hole of a major, like it's gonna be John Rahm or Jordan Spieth, probably. And yeah, I think yeah, they're they're both right there. Any any obviously obviously Tiger, but any of the other guys that are up there in the leaderboard, they could not like in heat like I said earlier, he was the only one who was really making anything on the golf course that day. Rory Which made was- some some bombs. But Rory, yeah, Rory but he also missed, fell apart. He missed, like, he missed so you know, many putts, though. I've become Rory such a bigger. So I've become such a bigger Rory guy over the past like few weeks, couple months. I don't know why, but I like. I, I was more just like indifferent on Rory before, but I'm becoming a Rory guy. I like him a lot. It's, it's good when he contends. I love, I love Rory. No, it's golf. No, I know you've always phony, loved Rory. It's phony contends. I've always loved. Yeah, I've always yeah. loved Rory, and but and he's he's, but I'm starting to realize like he's. Yeah, he's contending it like he's great. He's contending again, but he hasn't won a major in seven years. That's kind of he's to win again. Yeah, so kind of about that. I posted on the Instagram. I also posted on Reddit. We get a lot of engagement on Reddit um, at the Pin High Pod. um, Pretty much saying that three majors are down. Who do you want to win the Open? And like Rory has the most support out of all these people on Reddit. I mean, like over 50 people are, are in for Rory to win the Open. That's who they want to win. That's how many people are really popping off on our Reddit. Yeah. That's where we get our most engagement. We should sell to we should sell somebody an ad for our Reddit. <laughs> Actually, no, they, they wouldn't appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, there's, I mean, I'll say some of the other names here. I, I, Lee Westwood's another one that people are saying. That's what I was going to actually That'd say. That'd be cool. Yeah. I have uh, Dick Bland. Jordan, Jordan Spieth. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Um, Jordan Spieth, Victor Hov, when somebody said <laughs> anyone say Tiger Woods, <laughs> no one said Tiger. Some someone said Louis as well. Um, they want to see Louis win. I don't think people realize that Louis actually won the 2010 Open. That's I think a lot of people realize. It's a long a time people, ago. But I don't think a lot of people realize that he has six second place finishes and he hasn't yeah. won yet, but he has won. Which is kind of wild to think about how Louis has six second place finishes at majors and Phil has six second place finishes at the US Open alone. Yeah, that's wild to think about. Yeah, um, and then another guy we saw kind of come back this week. He finished what at two, three under Matthew Wolf. Was he two or yeah. three? Yeah, yeah. Trying to come back, just con- up, total comeback. Um, Matt Wolf ended up finishing uh, one over. It was actually three over on the last round, but that's a T fifteen. Oh wow! And that must have happened the last couple holes. Yeah, T fifteen. But yeah, I mean, either way, like. That's two years in a row. He's done well at the U.S. Open. He shows that he can play well at these courses, and you know he took t- that time off for you know some mental struggles. Hopefully, he's honestly like back because I know I saw on the schedule we have the 3M Open coming up. You know, he won that won right. first. He's playing uh, this week, I title. think, as well. He is playing this week. I think you played this week. I think you play well this week too. He, I mean, the fact he came back in the first major, first term he played it in two months was the U.S. Open, and he plays this well. Even though he didn't play great on Sunday, 
plays as well in his first major back, that's a that's a really good sign, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, and Things no like one that. no one really played well on Sunday for the most part, except no. for uh, like Harris English and John, John. Rahm, really. And they, like, sh- I think, I swear, you know, I saw maybe. You know, uh, I saw, sorry, what? I swear, I saw like two of Harris English's shots all day. Yeah, the and they were at the very end. Was, he made a, a bird eagle. <laughs> did I? Um, yeah, that was it. Did I tell you guys that I thought Harris English was going to do well this week? I, t- I was telling somebody. I no, I was, know, t- but... I was telling somebody else because somebody was asking for a top twenty bet, and I was just like, "I don't know, Harris English." I feel he like had he's a couple good well. finishes in a row, and they hit recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he's kind of back too a little bit. Um, coming back. Just, yeah, let's he's just talk back. about let's just talk about the fact that like everybody else crumbled. I mean, I feel like everyone. The one who the, the one that you're going to point out the most obviously is Bryson. He went eight over on the final nine holes for a forty four. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, that was bad. First off, I wonder what Brooks thought about that. And second of all, do you think that's motivation for for this week for Bryson? I don't know, I, dude. I was, I, I was I was talking about this yesterday. I was like, because my stance on the whole Brooks and Bryce situation has been that I like both of them and I like watching both of them play a lot. But I don't know. Bryson's just like such a clown sometimes. Like the, he that chip, he like scold like right shanked right or whatever it was. It's like he didn't even look like he cared walking up to that shot. He like took like no practice swings. Just like it looked like he literally didn't care. I mean, was that on, was on eight? Was on? I didn't see him. On, I know the he par made five on the back. Yeah, um, 13. 13. Sure, hitting the Stella. That was pretty. Yeah. Funny. Yeah, Imagine yeah. if that was Michelob, if it, if he's hit next to yeah. a cannon Michelob's. The, the, uh, the commentator is like, I'm I'm sure he's gonna want to grab a few of those before he hits his next shot. Oh yeah. <laughs> that would have been that whole, honestly that, that whole hole was a disaster for Bryson. First absolutely. slipping the, on the tee. The streaker. Slipping on the tee. Yeah. I mean, early in the day, I was like, oh, Bryson might like do this. Like Bryson got up to did he get like what he was leading. He, he, he was, was leading himself leader at five under after, after that at shot. Five under. Eight, he leading. Yeah. yeah and I was just like, wow, Bryson's locked in. Like he might do it to him again. Like Bryson and Rom, it felt like like mm-hmm. going on. And he ended up shooting nine over on the back. Which whatever he could have what three over overall? Um I four over? Three Bryson, he finished so far down. He finished yeah. six over on the day. She finished three over. So yeah, he went from six over from on the round. Five under, five under through eight holes. And I, I know he bogeyed. I don't know what he. I don't know what's up on eleven, but I know he bogeyed twelve and made double on thirteen. And what was it? Quad on seventeen. He made quad, yeah. Quad, yeah, he had an eight. Oh nice That's film. just. I mean, he and went this from guy won first the US Open last year. He went to first from first to T twenty six. He was locked in, and then like the like it just turned off for him. I don't know what happened. I mean, he, about, he stopped hitting the fairway. I don't think. I don't think that that will have any impact on him going forward, though. Is the thing? No. Well, I, I could see him being like, "Well, that wasn't good last week," and just come out and dominate this week. Yeah, because he said he figured something oh, out. I can the first day. And he did figure something out up until pretty much like the twelfth hole or whatever it was. I also think he got really. He, you talked about he him just blasting it right a lot of holes like on purpose, like hands. Like there was one like one of them in the crowds, and he just hit it right on purpose to get a mm-hmm. better angle and like just hope for a good eye. And then on twelve, he got a terrible lie. Uh, obviously on 
13, he hit in the rough twice, which was a huge mistake, and then ended up making double on that. So I don't know why he done 17. But like, his, like I said with Louis, his luck might have kind of run out at that point with, in terms of lies in the rough and just having to run out at a bad time. Yeah, yeah I you mean, can't, you can't a lot like I'll, some of those lies are just gonna be absolutely brutal on some of those holes, too. I mean, yeah, and 13, like 13 took Morikawa out, too. I think Morikawa made double on 13, and he like he like shanked three chip shots in a row, and they didn't, they didn't show like they only showed one of them, I think, but like he literally yeah. was going up there and he didn't hit three chip shots in a row were terrible. And, and it was Rory, it was Rory on 12 who hit it into the lip of the bunker, then hit yeah, it into the rough, break. and then. That was that he made double after three playing on eleven from like twenty feet, and, and, and then we had Mackenzie Hughes hit a ball into a tree. That was crazy. That, that I've was never absolute, seen that yeah. before. Yeah, so, and it bounced. It bounced back into the tree. Yeah, like, how, it bounced how does that? How does that happen? Um, yeah, I Russell honestly don't. Henley know. had a bad day as well. He was in the lead like the entire tournament, and mm-hmm. he, he comes in on Sunday and he just couldn't couldn't do anything. So I mean, like. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody else, pretty much, except for Rom, kind of fell apart. Which was, I don't want to. I, I guess it was fun to see, uh, in a way. Like, oh yes, we got our carnage. Um, especially for like a six under U.S. Open, you usually expect it to be less. But like down the stretch, I thought there was going to be like five, six, seven, eight guys down the stretch, and they'd only ended up and it being- turned into a two man race. Yeah. yeah, crazy, a lot of carnage. Um, what were your, what were your overall thoughts on Tory? both of you guys um i i like tory as like a farmer's course i i don't think it's the best u.s open course i mean it's a good course it's good to go back to has a lot of history but like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of holes that are relatively straight and like don't have a lot of imagination to them and like i kind of like to see more carnage in the u.s open i'd say i'd say about the same i feel like you get a lot of that i feel like i mean obviously it played different than than the farmers it was it was it was great venue and stuff i don't know um i like seeing just like new courses i guess i guess that's what the pga championships for um but uh because yeah the usga just announced i think that they're like trying to cut it down like the list of us open spots to like just just like a a very simple list of just like like courses and shinnecock and yeah Um, next next year it's at the the country the country club country club which i played yeah which i uh went to school like not that far away from that's right <laughs> yeah um, uh, i i thought i thought the same thing kind of i thought it's like tough and a good course and it's like it's it made for obviously made for a great tournament entertainment wise and but there are just so many holes that just feel like there's like i couldn't tell you what hole seven was I couldn't tell you what half like half holes. On the I was gonna say. Way. I feel like I usually like really zero in on what hole numbers are like or what which. Like I remember, I remembered a lot like throughout the week by like Sunday. You just like know every every hole exactly um, the amount you watch. You, you, even if you don't the PGA watch Championship, time, like, I, I, I knew everything at Kiowa uh, by the end of it. Um, it seemed yeah. like, but this, yeah, I just I didn't feel like I knew to like. I was really retaining. They're all too very much very. It's very, they're all very, very, they're just super, super long. Like, I, I couldn't tell you what 15 would look like at all. Yeah, and I mean. One made big, like, double there or something like that. I could not tell you. 17 was, like, I know 16, I know 18, 12 and 13, three, and then that's about it. 
really yeah. everything else just seems three, the exact same three is the par three right three is the par three that, that that's why that's that, cold. that that that's why i know of, that's why i know three because they have the angle and everything looks really yeah. Cool. yeah yeah i mean it just doesn't really have like its full like signature hole that a lot of other courses it is a fantastic uh pga tour stop though for sure Oh, I oh, mean, it, yeah, it takes great. a little bit away from it that they play there every year. I mean, exactly. Like yeah. you want to, you you like. I'm looking forward to the country club next year because it's a place we never get to see like right. ever. And then LA Country Club is after that, and it's we never get to see that place. Like I love, and like Shinnecock is obviously is a great it's open venue, but we see it every now and then. But it's still you don't see it every year like you do the but farmers, e- which I like not even seeing if you compare it coming there. Yeah, even if you compare it to like Pebble Beach, where like Pebble Beach we do see every year at the AT&T Pebble Beach, like obviously it plays a lot different for the US Open, but Pebble Beach has a signature holes, you know, like, yeah, you no, know when you're coming oh, yeah. down a stretch of Pebble Beach, like you're going to have these signature holes where like Tori does. It's, it's not even his not even signature holes of Pebble. It's just variation, a lot of different holes, like six, the part five up the hill and then. There's there's just a lot of different holes you have to play and like the view, I think the just the overall diversity is a lot different with Pebble, which is what makes it better. That's a good way to put Tory. it. There is a lot yeah. of variation. Tory Pines a lot of that, it seemed like exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's it, it, so, it's all it's the same thing as like Bryson said. That's why people like Bryson, because you can hit as far as you want. You'd be in the rough, but it's just a straight shot to the green, basically. Right. Yeah, I mean, so one one more thing to mention about it. What did you guys think about the the TV coverage? Because I thought there was far too many commercials. Like I felt like there was more commercials than golf. Like the golf was the commercial part. I have come to accept golf coverage as in its mediocrity. Except for the Masters, the Masters is so good with that. The Masters, you have fifty-seven minutes of golf every hour. And there's three minutes of commercials. Yeah, that's so crazy. like I feel like we had like 20 minutes of golf and the rest were commercials. Or like well, I think, I think split screen thing too. That that's they should do more of that. That's so cool. The splits the split screen. Yeah, but I hated like it. When they when have they like split hole and 13 hole. It did no 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 the split screen was oh, the, the on through. one side. Oh, the I hate that through. too. They did oh, that. Yeah. Rory had like a massive putt, like he really needed Which to go down and he made it. But yeah. we were there was like a car commercial on and there was no, no I I hate, yeah, that. I, hate I, that. I think I think I didn't watch a ton on Thursday, Friday, or Saturday because I was working all those days. But Sunday I watch a lot of the afternoon broadcasts, and for the most part, like I'm sure people it's everyone watches so but there was a ton of commercials at the beginning and then like nothing at the end like for the last like, hour hour and a half there was probably there was close to nothing which is cool because it's the last part of major but that whole part in the middle where it's that's like that's when everyone was playing well yeah, everyone was like was in the mix on. and like you had you, you had they were just end up being behind and you can see all the shots they were only i only saw brooks i never saw a brooks drive on that stretch and he was like, yeah, you really all didn't see all, 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 Brooks drives. All, all, all of a sudden you would see him on the green or in the fairway. And you're like, well, what are you doing on his drive? Or, or like, well, how do you get there? And then, or if he was in the rough, like, like, oh, but he did this. And then it just seemed like there was, there, I mean, people couldn't, they couldn't afford, they couldn't track everyone you wanted to see. And you would be like waiting, like, like, where's Rory, where's Rom? And then there would be instead there would be a playing through commercial or an actual commercial. And it was oh, unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. That's just that, that that's just how golf is now, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, except for the Masters, obviously. Right. Right. 
And then, so do we want to get into some yeah, of like, the, the segments for the week? Still recapping the week. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So first segment, double bogey of the week. Let's get into that. So double bogey of the week. I don't know if you guys saw this, but Victor Hovland was forced to withdraw in the second round because he got sand in his eyes. Um, and like he had the picture on Instagram, of like the tape over his eye and stuff like that. And whatever. I don't think he was going to make the cut anyway, but like tough look. I thought he was going to do I well. Saw, I thought he was going to do well too. I think he, he is a game fit for us. I feel like straight driver, good iron player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blame it on the sand in the eye, I guess. There, um, there was one picture on Twitter I saw. It was, you know, like when Bryson was bombing it down the right and like into the crowds, basically. And not even like he just pick up a tee and walk over there and he would basically just land in the crowd. There was a picture someone posted. It was like, this is one of the victims of Bryson's drive on 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 whatever hole it was. Like, like Bryson has to be careful of this and yell for. And it's Victor Hoffman with the thing on his eye on, <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's was, another, that's another double bogey of the week. Um, Bryson just like he refuses to yell for. Mm-hmm. Like, did you see that story? Yeah, like he just I did. Like they said, like, why don't you yell for for? And he's just like, no thanks. Like, why? Well, what's like, the point of that? Uh, what's why? the point of you can't you can't? That's 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 just like a respect thing too. Almost. What's your worst? Like you can't even just do that. What's your worst not yelling for story? Um, when I um, hit it at the guy on the green and like splashed him, I don't know if you were with me for that. It might have been Trevor. I was not with you, but yeah, that was funny. But yeah, I splashed f- him and he stood there and waited for me and like scolded me. But yeah, I know. I I think I know Pat's. Was I with you? <laughs> Oak Hills. Yeah, was I with you? I think you were. Both yeah. of you. I think. I think it was. Yeah, it might have been both, might of, have us. Been both of us. Yeah. No, I hit it into <laughs> hit someone's the guy's car. car. Well, yeah. they were it was behind a tree so i didn't know they were over there but yeah yeah, yeah. That's exactly what came to mind i was like i hit it directly into their cart <laughs> i don't i remember that so clearly oh god and then they so like funny. they stomped my ball like into the ground and i walked up to i was like yeah fair enough fair enough <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't really have a four like story well i'll yell four if i need to Oh, I, I was caddying a couple weeks ago and uh, on 13 at Silver Spring and kind of like you can't really see the tee from 12 fairway or 11 or like in between 13 and 12 fairway. And so I was hanging on 12 right rough and I was like watching him hit and one of the guys on the tee yelled four and I yelled four right as this guy was about to swing down on his downswing and the ball was nowhere near him <laughs> and, and he just completely like chunk chunked the hell out of it and it was so <laughs> he was so upset <laughs> and they're they're playing they're playing a match it was a memorial it was like a club-wide match like that was the day that everyone played their club-wide matches and then, they lose no and okay. the, the part that the people was playing was said put it back and make him read but <laughs> Yeah, that's was, honestly fair. He was so mad. Out. It was, the ball was nowhere near him. It was just in general direction. Well, but somebody yelled four, right? Well, they yelled four on the tee, and I, I was screaming because I thought it was a lot closer, and it was it was probably 40 yards short of where he ended up hitting from. You know, it happened. That was that was probably yeah, yeah. it happens. And I, I couldn't I, I was I was being safe. That was my that was my excuse, I guess. Trevor's Trevor's uh integrity as a as a as the one of the yeah. top silver mine or silver spring caddies is uh 
stake there. It's gone through. It's gone down. Yeah, it's gone down. Your Uber rating's gone down. <laughs> luckily, luckily, I didn't recognize the guy, so hopefully, didn't. didn't Could you say. imagine? Could you imagine if there was like an app that that gave like caddy ratings, like an Uber? That'd yeah, so I don't know. I feel like I've never actually. been a bad caddy, but I've never been a specifically good caddy. I would just love to see some of the like stories. <laughs> yeah. Oh, on tour, just like in general. No, 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 no. Like just general caddies. Like if you you caddy somebody and then you're like, all right, please like review me on like this, and then oh, they have that. (laughs) They have that at at some clubs. No, they do that. They have that. I'm sure they do. Um, I'm forgetting where. Makes a lot of sense. No, yeah. There's this uh, club in upstate New York. I forget what it's called, but they they have that rating system for their caddies. It's one like the only clubs in upstate New York that has it. Caddies are like very like local like like northeast type thing like it's not really like it is like new england like thing no you, you only the only, only places if you go down like to like a sawgrass or stream song or or out like, like a really really nice yeah. a really yeah. really nice course they'll they'll nice courses are good nice really really nice clubs they'll have it otherwhere but yeah other in northeast it's really big i mean yeah they the have it for programs like- or clubs are huge they have ever pace of play purposes like down south, like at, at nice courses. Mm-hmm. We kind of went on That's a tangent true. there, though. Yeah, let's, let's get <laughs> it was my back. fault. It was my fault. I asked you where's four story. Let's, um, let's, we start with we, we, we start with Victor Hovland and we went to caddies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but let's move into people's champ of the week. Um, so we had Guido Migliazzi. I in coming into the week was who was I was again I think I might have been talking to someone else other than you guys about Guido Migliazzi but uh, it was it was it was Austin Bell I was talking to him about Guido Migliazzi and I think I had we both had him in our DraftKings and he just obviously at like what was he like 6800 or something like that like maybe went off I mean, yeah, T four, which actually gets him to qualify for next year's US Open, and I think the Masters. I think the Masters too. Yeah. yeah so, um, and also, I mean, he was coming off of back to back second place finishes on the European Tour, and like coming in this mm-hmm. week, like no expectation, and he gets a T four. Exactly. And also, dude, same name. Did you see how pumped he was after like everything he did? Yeah. He was like, he was like fist bumping like so hard, like like going like yes. I mean, yes. For- First this day, his, this is his. This is the best moment of his life. Yeah, yeah probably. First day, we had three Italians in the top twenty. Like both Molinari's and, and Guido were, mm-hmm. were all in the top twenty. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> um, and then it's I guess weird. you could also we're say doing. Matt Wolf just coming back playing well after his yeah small break right before from, him. from playing. It's nice to see because yep. for a while there we were like, "What's good with Matt Wolf?" And then this week, obviously, it comes out. I'm glad we mentioned him last week. Like, like. I'm glad, like I randomly put his name out there last week, and yeah. like, he was on the radar because mm-hmm. I completely forgot about him. Yeah, exactly. And then stat of the week, Jake, uh, you want to say this one? Yeah. So they said this on the broadcast. Only three other major winners have gone to birdie, like gone birdie birdie on the 71st and 72nd holes to win. Um, and the three others are Ben Hogan, Jack Nicholas, and Tom Watson. Uh, John Rom did that this week, so he becomes a fourth. It's crazy that Tiger's not one of them, but I guess it's because like usually he'd be blowing people out. Yeah, he had the lead for most but, of the uh, Oh, speaking of t- Tiger, so this week I lost my uh, my golf glove and uh, for the first couple holes. Uh, I've done it twice. When I was playing the other day, I uh, went Rocco Mediate and uh, 
and went no glove. It's very hard, dude. It like my oh, hands it were getting weird. so sweaty. Yeah, my hands were like super sweaty, weird. and I like, couldn't hold on to the club. But I it didn't come out of my hand, but like it just couldn't get any grip or any feel for it. Bad. Hmm. But anyway, uh, do we want to get into skins now? Yeah, but first a word from Roback. You probably noticed us wearing some new Roback merch over the past few episodes, whether it was uh, the hat both me and Jake are wearing right now. Trevor has one as well. A pullover or a collared shirt. We're partnering with Roback in 2021, and we couldn't be more excited. So head to the link in our bio, add the Roback merch you want, and you'll get 15% off just by using the link. So enjoy and crave activity. So skins, we have the fifth major this week, the Travelers Championship, uh, Cromwell, Oops. Connecticut. A little bit of background of that, just for anybody who doesn't know know why we're calling it the fifth major. We're from Connecticut. It's like the only golf around yeah, here. This other is our, than like, our home major. Then when like Shinnecock and like Beth Page Black Beth Page. Are, like, are in the... I realize, I realize I won't be there this week, but the, my office for work is about like probably 10 minutes away from the course. But I won't be at the office this week, unfortunately. That's nice. I, I would have wanted to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So TPC River Highlands. Um, you would normally expect like a pretty F field this week, especially after U.S. Open. But on the West, I don't Coast. know. Connecticut. Connecticut gets the draw. You got. They have a good field. People this really week. like Hartford. Yeah, I don't know why. But... I've heard that on. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> no, because because they like Hartford and they and they like New Haven. Um, obviously for the for the pizza pizza capital of pizza. the world. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I mean, board. the field this week, you have Bryson, DJ, Brooks Kepka, Paul Casey, Patrick Reed, Scotty Scheffler, Tony Finau, etc. Like, there's more names. Um, that's a pretty big draw for a week after the U.S. Open on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think what happened is um, this was one of the first events that came back last year, I believe, after COVID, and a lot of big players played in it, and they kind of enjoyed it. So they're, they're, And like a guy like DJ, he won. Like, yeah. So... Which whatever. I mean, we've had Jordan Spieth in this event before. Obviously, the walk off on on the on the out of the bunker, and it it produced a good leaderboard last year. So that's honestly probably yeah. why a lot of guys, a lot of big guys, like it because they like the tournaments where like they have a better chance, obviously, of like winning rather than like I don't know, call it like the Greenbrier. But talking about the week after a major, this is like the complete opposite course as to what we saw last week. It's a par 70. It's 6841. It's the second shortest course on the PGA Tour. Um, only the pebble because that's a pro-am. So they have to have it kind of short. And uh, there's eight par fours that are 400 to 450 yards. Uh, number 15. I don't know if you guys remember that. It's 296 yard drivable par Who four. Who almost hold one last year? I don't remember who it was, but like I was, that? Reading, I was reading a stat that almost ninety percent of the field like goes for it on that hole, mm-hmm. which uh, obviously so. I've, It'd be fun to just go there and post up at that hole and just watch. I mean, oh, like, that's Bri- that's that, that's definitely the spot. Yeah, Bryson's yeah. probably hitting like a seven iron to that that green. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyway, just because there's that, I mean, driving distance doesn't really make much of a difference this week if you look at the past winners it's kind of all over the place i mean you have the longer hitters like dj who won last year and then the shorter hitters like ches Reeve, our guy who won um two years ago so and also it's a pete die design so siwoo kim watch out and uh key stats strokes gain approach like every week par fours gain 400 to 450 yards like i said there's eight of them opportunities gain and then strokes gain off the tee you know just because 
And uh, past winners, Dustin Johnson, Ches Reevy, Bubba Watson, Jordan Spieth, and Russell Knox. And so like, Bubba Watson is know. the course horse at this course. Bubba Watson yep. has a couple yeah, runner-ups, he really and he's won three times. So, Yeah. So he's just... I mean, and he played decent this week. Like, he had stretches of good golf. Yeah. So, I mean, not a terrible pick. I mean, I don't, I don't know what his value is, but it could be interesting. But uh, yeah, mm. so let's move into our DraftKings uh, lineup last week. Wait, speaking speaking of Bubba, do you remember? Did you hear what he said about him putting on? Was it Thursday? I think or Friday. I did not. He, he was just he was just trying to lag putts all week, and then he they were just they were just dropping. Oh really? That's that's such <laughs> a common man so thing. So on it is. It is. It's like, oh, I, just, I, like, putt, I, just, yeah. I wish I, I I wish I could just do that. I just. Just try to lag putts all day and just, they just drop for some reason. I mean, yeah. and anytime I make a putt over, he's just trying to lag. Yeah, you? anytime I make a putt over like 15 feet is because I was trying to lag. Yeah, there yeah it just pretty much. Go, <laughs> like I did yeah. it the other. I did it the other day. Like I had no clue what was going in, and then I just raised yeah. my club in the air. Oh yeah, Jeek walked in a putt <laughs> like literally, dude. Jeek had his club raised from like literally like it was like 12 feet out, and he had his club raised. And it just started. Oh, I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like, oh, that's going in. <laughs> it was so you funny. Club, you, you, you have to do the club race and the fist pump, right? I didn't think, I didn't right. think, I did it. I didn't, I didn't think it was going in. I just raised my club because I'm like, oh, that was kind of like hit well. <laughs> Dude, I'm not sure if, if, so there was like people behind us at some point of the day, but they weren't at this point for some reason. It was on a par, it was on a par three too. So if there was people in the tee box behind us and they saw G do that. It would have been the funniest thing so to funny. witness. I You've wish, been like, I, 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 I wish it would have been. What, what hole was it on? Was it later in the round? Uh, it was. It was on fourteen. Yeah. Okay. Wish I, I wish it was on like hole two. And you just see him like just raise the club and hear a huge fist bump. Like you're not like you're playing a match and you just like you're just like like that was a huge hole for me. And you're like, all right, I, I did something similar. I did something similar like the time before we played where I made another long putt, but I thought I missed it. So I started walking it in right when I hit it and it went in and I was just like and, and Pat's just like you did not think that was going in. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. Oh my God. But um, yeah, so our DraftKings lineup, I really felt good about it. Um, but three of the guys got cut. Uh Ryan oh, Palmer. Pokrack was disappointing. Pokrack was disappointing as, as hell. And Zal was Torres. Horse, yeah. Also and then Shane Lowry ended up at like 15 over. Yeah, but he made Jeez. the cut. He made I mean, the cut. I think but I think he's still, he's still but we defending. had a winner. We had a winner though. John Rahm, let's winner. go. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kokrak cost me the 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 office pool this week because if he made the cut, I would have finished first or second. So yeah, there was there was a time where where I thought I was going to win. There was a time where probably Trevor had a good chance of winning, but I finished I came up short. Well. Finished third, but I'm first in the season standing, so we need a big yeah. open. Xander so. Xander will come through one day. Mark my words. There'll probably be a day I don't pick him. So yep, you got it every time at this point. I do, I do have to. Hurry uh, so lineup this week, mm-hmm. we're starting out with Paul Casey, ninety-eight, ninety-nine hundred. I mean, I don't know what he ended up at this week. Probably pretty good, right? Because like five, T five, T five. Okay, because I was gonna say he was like, you never kn- knew with some of the finishes guys were going because some guys were finishing well, some guys were. Finishing uh, actually, awful. ended up being T seven. Sorry. Yeah. T4. Well, still obviously really good at a U.S. Open. Um, he's been really good at this uh, at this event. T5 in 2019, T2 in 2018, T5 in 2017, T17 in 2016, and second, solo second in 2015. So, I mean, 
guy is in great form right now. He's been playing sick over the past, like, however many weeks. And, I mean, he's just good here in general. So, I like this pick. Yeah, so the next pick is Brian Harmon. He's at 8,800 this week. Uh, I picked him in my best bets. We'll get to that later. But he does have a, P, a T13 and the T3, the two Pete Dye courses he's played this year. I believe the PGA Championship and the RBC Heritage. Uh, he has a T8 Travelers in 2018, T6 in 20 or 2019 T6 and 2018. I think he did well last year too. Yeah, decent. I I, I don't know. I I don't think he did that well last year, but, but like yeah, decent. decent. Brian Brian Harmon's low key. He's kind he's of a sneaky. Horse. He's a sneaky. He's sneaky. He has better odds this week than Patrick Reed. Yeah. So by the way, which why is kind of funny. why I like Brian Harmon this week is mm-hmm. Bubba has won this tournament three times. Phil has won lefty. it twice. Lefty uh, this is this is a lefty course. Yeah, like you Ooh. have a quite an advantage at this course. So I don't really think is Wilco Nine Neighbor playing this week? Is he know. lefty? Is that guy? No, 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 no. Higo's lefty. Wilco's righty. Oh okay. my gosh! I would say like Wilco is the guy who uh, hits the like bombs. He's right? righty, like, right? I, I get. The, yeah. We've been getting them mixed up over the past couple weeks. Um, yeah. But yeah, this is this is a lefty course, so I okay. figured we had to put a lefty in line. I'm with it. I'm with it. Uh, and then Siwoo Kim, the Pete Tai specialist, of course. I mean, of course, yeah, eighty five hundred, pretty good. I mean, he's solid overall. T nine players, T thirty three RBC. I mean, kind Russell, of for itself. T eleven here last year speaks for itself. Russ, Russell Henley, eighty three hundred, played really well last week until basically Sunday. And he's like you said, second shot course, fourth and strokes gain approach, and he's played well here before. T six in twenty eighteen, so I like that pick. As well. You just had a disappointing Sunday, like moment got too big for him. So no, it def- it definitely did. But he's been yeah. a solid player all year. So yeah, he's get him and his, his irons, his irons are pure. He's he was hitting look like, look like he was hitting like his tee shots weren't great. There were a lot of bunkers, I feel like, but he still like on thir- Saturday, he was just getting up and down and getting to the like hitting good shots in the green still. So yeah. yeah. And then uh Ricky Fowler. I mean, Jake, you want you want to go into this one? Yeah, so it was disappointing he didn't qualify for the US Open. Uh he played in the qualifying events, just finished outside of them. But he's coming off a T11 and a T8 at the Memorial and the PGA, which were two tough courses, obviously. And maybe his game's trending upward. I mean, it's worth a salary pick this week at the salary of 7,300. I mean, that's really low. Also, um, he hasn't played this event since 2013, but when he has played this event, he has a T13. And both times he's played it, 2013, 2010. Um, Those are the only two times he's played it. So good course history, I guess. Also, kind of random, probably doesn't... Probably a little bit of a stretch, but he found out that his wife's pregnant this week. He's having his first kids. So yeah, like two hours ago or three hours ago, he posted on Instagram mm. about that. I saw that. Yeah, so maybe that's a motivator. Maybe I mean, John Rom won uh, a major after after a kid, so maybe Rory's going to win the Open. Maybe maybe Ricky will win the fifth major. Ricky's going to win the Open. Sorry, no, he'll win the fifth major. <laughs> oh yeah, he win could win. The fifth. It'll be it'll be his it'll be his first major. So yeah. congrats exactly to him if he wins. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of new dads on tour. A lot of new dads on tour. Yeah, maybe um, maybe, maybe that's a new thing. You have to become a dad in order to win. Like dad wrong. strength. I mean, dad Rory. Strength. This maybe, Rory's due uh, for open. I feel like maybe so Rory just that. had a kid too. Yeah, yeah. He's not, and now he's playing better. Maybe yeah. I, I think this is Xander's time. He needs he needs to have a kid now and with with a girlfriend sure. or wife and that, and then go from there. And then he'll win a major. Then exactly. Yeah. So we do have one more pick and. uh Guido Migliazzi, 7,200. I mean, he's the guy. Um, we kind of mentioned him a little bit earlier, but 
T4 at the US Open. All that really wasn't a fluke because he has back to back second place finishes in the European Tour, which means he's probably in the form of his life at 7,200 for a guy in the form of his life. Pretty good. And he's looking to become a mainstay on the PGA Tour. So, I mean, 7,200, great salary for him. Yeah. Um, so, skins this week, uh, one skins on the line. Want to know why? Because I got one. I got <laughs> That's one. That's on the board. Hey, still haven't you still haven't really won a best bet though. Yeah. Just care, I've won best, best bets. Bet. I haven't won a. Sh- I won. I haven't won a best bet in a week that somebody else yeah, has skin. Yeah. I've won best bets, many of them. Um, but yeah, I, I won. And the, and the I won one skin. Week, skin still lost okay. the best bet. Which is Comeback yeah, starts now. Yeah, you did. You did. Comeback starts now. I mean, so yeah, right. so I have twelve. Trev has eleven. Pat now has one. Yes. So on that note, I'm going to start. I have the honors on the tee this week. You do um, have the honors on the tee. This uh, this week, my winner. I mean, going back to our DraftKings lineup, it's Ricky Fowler at seventy to one. I kind of like these this value. I just kind of had this, this tingly feeling that Ricky's on the verge of really pushing it over the edge. The past two events, he's gained right around or above uh, a full stroke putting on the field. Uh, he's been he's always just been really good off off the tee, uh, and he's been ball striking actually very well as well. Um, so on that note, I'm also. To picking him to either come top 30 or top 40 for my best bet. The uh, odds aren't out, I don't think, yet for those, but he's plus 275 to come top 20. So I would imagine one of those will be minus 150 or better. Yeah, I'm checking out the odds right now, see if they come up. They have not come up yet. So that's what happens when you record. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I'll go next since I had the second place finner, finisher last week, which little did we know. We didn't even mention that. We had sure. first and second place at the US. We did. And T7. I T seven was T seven too. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Can't so my winner is going to be Patrick Reed. He's plus twenty two hundred. I think Trev mentioned that Brian Harmon has better odds than him this week, um, which is kind of crazy. He has top twenties in five of his last seven events. He's excellent on and around the greens. Obviously, fifth in strokes gained putting, eleventh in strokes gained around the green. That kind of totals up to eighth in strokes gained total. And he has good finishes at this course. T5 in 2017, T24 last year, T11 2016, and has been pretty good at Pete Dye courses this year. Um, I feel like this is kind of a course that Patrick Reed could win at. Um, and he's been playing pretty good golf. So, And then my best bet, you mentioned Brian Harmon. Brian Harmon, I have him top 30 or 40, probably going to be 30, I'm a guess. Um, fits the bill if somebody could win here. And like I said, lefty course. So watch out for the lefties. Of course, yeah. <laughs> So I'll go my like winner. All lefty lineup. Is there even enough in the field? I don't know. Who knows? We'll just find we'll them look, all. We'll look happens. into that. I, I might put yeah. that Imagine, in like yeah. 10 cents. That, that, like, that'd be kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be funny. See how that right. does. Go ahead, sir. Uh, I'll go Kevin Streelman as my winner. Plus 3,000. Pretty good odds. He finished second last year and he won in 2014. He's playing great with four top 20s in a row. And like he, he was. There was a point where he was kind of in the mix at the U.S. Open this weekend uh, until he shot. He was, I think he was two under going into the weekend. So it was, he was he was he was there for uh, start of start of Saturday, and obviously he was really close on at the PGA until he shot a final round seventy five. So oh, he's he's been playing a lot better, uh, and he's also played really well here. Including I think I picked him last year, and he finished second. So I like him a lot. And my best bet will be Streelman top forty. I think that's pretty close to a lock to be honest uh he's top 20 lines plus 150 so i'm assuming it's plus 
top 40 lines probably right around the mile and wise and 50 line so no i said that last week i'll go with zalatoris i said zalatoris top 40 that's a lock and he missed the cut so yeah that's true very very important it's a little bit easier than the u.s open if i had to guess yeah i would would a little bit bit. but anyway we're gonna go to the first round leader because i actually picked him as the first round leader last year and the only reason i remember that is because he missed a short putt on 18 for first round leader and that's going to be paul casey plus 3300 I mean, it was such a bad beat last year, but we mentioned earlier, he plays well at this course. Uh, I think he's going to redeem himself. I think he's going to get the first round leader this year. Yeah, right. I'm I'm with that. I might throw that down with you. Is there plus 3,300? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll throw yep. that. Why not? Keep my uh, hot streak alive. Anyway, I was devastated last year when he missed that putt. Yeah, I remember that. It feels like longer than... Hasn't he done that multiple times to you? I think so, yes. I feel like we've kind of gone very long on this episode so do we even really need to go on the clubhouse unless anybody has any specific they want to cover not really fifth major this week yeah fifth, fifth major, major rocket mortgage next week which you know it's not a great tournament but it produced a, a winner in bryson last year so not awful um last thing i want to say is the stretch of golf we got coming up well, it's it's not a ma- it's not majors i mean eventually i'm thinking like five four five ma- what, what, what's the match july 6th okay so we have that coming up um but i actually like this stretch of golf i really do um like the rocket mortgage the john deere like you're not gonna be watching like thursday friday saturday sunday a whole time no john deere you know it's something good to tune into um you know the 3m open the olympic the olympics will come up two weeks after the uh the open which is you know that'll be good and then you're almost at the playoffs so and then Ryder Cup after that. Exactly. So I feel like, yeah. you know, it's not it's not a dead spot quite yet. And also after the fourth no. major, I don't think it'll be in really a dead spot because there'll be Olympics. Ryder Cup will be coming up, obviously the playoffs. So Tour we're in a good spot with golf. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Looking so forward yeah. to it. See you next week for the uh, Rocket Mortgage in Detroit.